0: Welcome to Apostolic Voice.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you're here. We're gonna be talking about standards, dating standards, guidelines we might say for apostolic singles. Uh, Many, many years ago, I wrote an article called Six Dating Standards for Apostolic Singles. I never dreamed it would be the most read article at Apostolic Voice. RyanAFrench.com, but it has become the most shared, most read, most discussed article.
1: Even and more than your best-dressed whim? It has, yeah, wow. which is
0: surprising because wow. I never thought that one would get uh, shoved aside, but <laughs> but it's number two. Number one is six dating standards for apostolic singles. That's what we're going to talk about today. It just tells me there is a lot of need out there for people who are single of all ages, teenagers through elders right. that would like to be thinking about guidelines and just good, sound principles, biblical ideas for, for dating, rules, so to speak. We, you know, We think we don't want rules, but we do want rules. Um, and I've noticed, and this might just be a generalization, but it seems like singles sort of fall through the cracks in our Churches, you know, we have ministries for everything, and many churches don't have much of a singles ministry. Do you agree with that statement?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think when I think of like maybe the singles that might fall through the crack, I think more of like um, not not necessarily that singles aren't used in the church, right? You know, but you know, for an example, I mean, we just ended out February, and if you're not careful, every Sunday and Wednesday. Lesson's going to be on marriage and <laughs> right. not involve any of your uh, of your singles. And I, you know, I know what what that was like. But hey, we did a good job in our relationship, don't you think? We
0: sure tried to. And yeah. you know, the old church model, I think, was youth ministry encompassed singles ministry because people married much younger.
1: Yeah, yeah. My for sure.
0: grandfather was. I, I think. I don't even. I'm trying to remember his age 17 or 18 when he got married. Um and that was common. It was just common for people to marry right out of high school and uh, maybe they didn't go to college and things like that. But mm-hmm. now we see that people are are older and older when they get married. You were 29 yeah. when we got married. That's right. And that's more and more common. Um and I think there's reasons for that. I think that a lot of it's Probably healthy. Some of it's not, just depending. So the the sing the need for singles ministry goes a lot longer than just typical youth ministry or even hyphen ministry.
1: Right, I mean, and, especially now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I I always want to throw this in because I I think it's so important to emphasize that being single doesn't mean you're less valuable than married people. And I do think
2: oh absolutely I
0: do think single people feel that way sometimes. Yeah. They the church isn't trying to do that. People aren't trying to do that. But they can feel like they're they're not as valuable or they're viewed by other people as less valuable. Yeah. But and I know you'll agree with this, it's far better to be single than married to the wrong person. So right. it's it's better to be single longer. Right. And I know that you were told for many years, that you know you know you had a list, and every single person yes. kind of yeah. has a list, yeah. I think.
1: And the older you get, the longer it gets. The longer it gets. <laughs> and
0: you know, you adjust it right. <laughs> here That's and right. there. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing that you should have an idea, a general idea of yeah, what you're absolutely. what you're hoping for, praying for, looking for. And um, you were told that your standards were way too high, and right. you were never gonna find someone right. that, that Kind of met that. List. Right. How did, how did that feel for you? And what was that like?
1: Well, i I didn't let it bother me because I absolutely felt like that the Lord was going to send me the right person at the right time. Um, and and He did. I mean, and the list I had, you you exceeded everything on that list and a whole lot more. So, just you just keep on waiting. Don't worry about what other people are saying. You know, I've told people many times that um, you know you. No one prays for you like you do. Yeah. You know, so you listen to you and then you listen to your pastor and that's what matters.
0: That's right. That's right. And for the record, you far exceeded my list too. <laughs> I sure love you and No, I love you. you. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into the, the first standard. I've called it standard, but guideline for apostolic singles. And it's this. Apostolic singles regardless of age, should never consider dating anyone, and I mean anyone, who is not apostolic. That's right. If you are desiring to date people or someone who is not apostolic, I think it's important to really examine your faith and look at your heart right? and ask yourself, honestly, why am I attracted to people that aren't holy? Why am I attracted to people who don't share my values? Why am I attracted to people who who don't prioritize the things of God? Because if you seek first the kingdom of God, right, then all the things that you that you would desire will be given to you by God. But you, right. if you're not seeking the kingdom of God first, then it's going to be hard for God to bless you the way that you would like to be blessed That's or need right. to be blessed. And there's nothing more important in any relationship than walking in spiritual unity. Right. I know that when I first saw a picture of you before we ever met, the very first thing, of course, you were beautiful, gorgeous, all of those things. But what really attracted me was your obvious love for ministry, your love of worship. I've never seen anyone that can play the piano and worship the way you do at the same time. That's sweet. And and just your love for the things of God, your obvious love for holiness, all of those things, along with your natural beauty, attracted me to you. And and God desires for us to be drawn yeah. to other people that are serving Him.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And there's there's very few things more powerfully binding than two people who love God together
1: yeah and right. serve
0: God together it it brings a whole level of spirituality to a relationship
1: yeah that's right
0: to marriage and and you will find emptiness in a relationship if your relationship is only built around the physical or carnal that's right fleshly things if there's nothing if there's nothing spiritual and godly about the relationship then it's going to be empty it's going to have Lots and lots of problems, and marriage is already difficult, and I say that
1: lovingly, lovingly, right? of course.
0: <laughs> but you agree with that, yeah,
1: that's right. Marriage
0: mm-hmm. is all comes, it comes right. with, with difficulties, right? And love, but is, it's worth it, it's that's worth it, sure. absolutely. It's amazing, it's tremendous, but there are challenges, right? Uh, just personality challenges, right. and and right. We just took
1: a super cool personality test. Yeah, today, we didn't, sure did. We, we
0: took Jordan <laughs> Jordan B. Peterson's, the one that he talks about a lot. Understanding yourself, you can Google that. Understanding, mm-hmm. I think it's understanding myself. And there's a couples one there. Yeah, uh, based off the Big Five personality traits, it's mm-hmm. really good. And I I suggest you look that up.
1: Before we go forward, I gotta. I have a question. So, can you give some advice for um, maybe the the single that is you know, maybe in their late twenties they're already out of or maybe they're in college and they're working full time and so, you know, maybe they meet someone at their job, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they also go to school together. So, you know, they're around that person, you know, what, you know, five, six days a week and then, you know, maybe they maybe they go to a smaller church and there aren't any singles and maybe they can't get off work to go to um, a hyphen retreat or something. Can you give some um, good pointers and some good advice in that area?
0: Well, that makes sense. yeah, it does. And there's a lot there. And um, I mean, I go back to, you know, a thousand years ago when I was 20 and I had situations where I worked with with people and, and went to school with people who weren't apostolic and even had friendships. Um. And, and let me say this, I, I don't think it's wrong to try to win someone to the Lord
2: when right. you're single,
0: someone, right. someone of the opposite sex, okay? Right. However, if your only motivation and goal is because you want to... You
1: marry them. You know, <laughs> marry <and not. laughs> them
0: or date them, or if they are only coming to church or only interested in church because they're hoping for some kind of a relationship, yeah, then their motivation isn't pure. Yeah. And more often than not, what I see is if you have someone who's they're only coming because they're hoping to date you, mm-hmm. well, their sincerity is often limited. It's it it might there might be some sincerity there, but there needs to be a a genuine for example, our bishop's wife, Sister Cole.
1: Uh, oh, this is a good story. She, she tells
0: this story <laughs> to anyone, and, yeah, and we sure, sure do miss Bishop Cole, God rest his soul. Uh, but they had a beautiful lifetime marriage, and he did not have the Holy Ghost when they met. He yeah, was yeah, going to an apostolic church, and, and I believe he was baptized in Jesus' name. I'm almost positive he was, and he was serving the lord but he had two things she didn't like he played ball more than he prayed <laughs> and he didn't have he would seek the holy ghost but he didn't have the holy ghost and she told him cuz he asked her she said i'm not dating you you don't have the holy ghost
1: <laughs> yeah 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 that's right
0: and uh and he was sincere though and he did receive the holy ghost yeah. and of course the rest is history so i'm not saying that there's never a situation where someone could be saved and then you would but You need to be very clear, and what often happens is that people—they'll say they're not dating, but they are dating. What I mean by that is they spend all their time together, always talking on the phone. They're they're emotionally totally connected. They're very open, and Mm -hmm. they—they have this kind of exclusive relationship. And they might say, "Well, you know," but you know, I need you to be in church or something. But you've already given them a relationship that is far beyond just. Friendship.
1: A friendship,
2: yeah, for sure.
0: And once you do that, you've crossed a line that's hard to uncross without a lot of pain and right. And um, and so you want to gauge that person's sincerity and and not cross that line of you know friendship into a line of what would te- just because you don't say oh I'm boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. "Quote unquote, make it official." Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you aren't dating, right? I've told so many singles like you're dating right now. Well, right. no, we're not. No, you're dating right now. You're, right. you're talking all the time. You're right. you you spend. Would you the, would be
1: offended if he was talking to another girl right now. You or you would if she be was talking you to would be God. deeply God. hurt. If they were right.
0: <laughs> If they were so, you're dating. You're yeah. just not calling it dating. And yeah. Once you cross that in, that line, you you've yeah. you've uh, gone to a bad place. Yeah. And so, got to
1: think of the long term. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. You've got to think of the long term. To be friends is is fine, and to be a witness is good. That's what we're called to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and could someone come in and be saved, and 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 then possibly? But you got to check your motives because if that's your only motive, right, then then uh, that could lead to danger. Yeah, for if sure. If you allow yourself to fall in love or allow yourself to fall into even worse lust or something like right. that. Then absolutely. Then that's a very dangerous thing. Uh, great question. Let's go to number two um, in our list of standards. Mr. Wright will attract Mrs. Wright and vice versa. Do you agree with that, sweetheart?
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Most singles, and we've mentioned this, already have kind of a mental, maybe even a written down checklist of things that they they want in in another person, what the right one looks like, and that's not a bad thing. However, if you spend all of your time focusing on what would be good in another person and not focusing on making yourself the right person – then you're missing a real opportunity. Yeah, for sure. You want to be using singlehood as an opportunity to better yourself, to be a better person, to be a better Christian. Um, one of the things I often think of is if you get in that single mindset where your your whole goal is just finding uh, a spouse, where you put off your education, you put off learning things that you you know that you would have an interest in, but you're spending all your time just looking for a spouse. Well, a highly responsible person is not going to be attracted to that. They're looking for someone who's already working for the Lord, already
2: yeah, absolutely. doing things,
0: already has already has a good life. Right. You're not just getting married to make life better. If you're looking for someone else to just come in and make you the right person, right. the right person isn't going to be attracted to you a right person is looking for a right person and they bring their skills together, their, their, their accomplishments together, their highs and their lows together. And, and they,
1: I mean, if you're waiting to get married and then do all your accomplishments, well, you're messed up because you're not going to get it done after you're married. So go ahead and get it done beforehand.
0: In fact, it's good to, to try to get yourself moving towards your goals, even while you're single, uh, if you want to learn an instrument, learn an instrument now. Don't say, Well, I'm gonna wait till I'm married. Yeah, of you course. Know. If you want to go to college, go to college now. Don't right. say I'll do that. Listen, once you're married
1: You're less likely to do all of that. You're those less things. likely. It
0: gets you know, it gets very complicated to to do new things. Right. And,
1: and then you start adding kids and all of that into the mix and you know
0: That's exactly right. A lot
1: harder for sure.
0: So do ministry things. You know, go on a missions trip. Uh work work for the kingdom of God. Be involved. Be heavily involved.
1: That's where you're going to probably meet your your spouse. Is going to be on a missions trip or something like that. You know, an AYC trip or something. You know,
0: or even if they're not physically there. You know, I, I know in, in our case. You know. Yeah. I I saw that that you were actively involved in the kingdom of God. You were leading choirs. You were uh, you were teaching in a church school. You were doing all kinds of things for God you weren't just waiting for someone to come along right and and that was attractive to me i thought well we could do those things together
1: yeah absolutely
0: uh, we could we could uh, Help one another in those things.
1: You're gonna lead a choir with me, is that what you're
2: saying?
0: Well, maybe not that, but (laughs) but I'll back you up. I'll sure, I'll sure. I'll tell you what, you preach for me and I'll lead a choir for you. That's right. That sounds
1: good. Let's do it. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) And you know, we're talking ministry because that's our lives. That's right. And you should be involved in ministry, whether you're a pastor, a preacher, what but but outside of that, if if you're whatever your life calling is uh, if if you feel called to be a dentist, go be a dentist and work hard at that, and and then find someone yeah. who will come alongside you in that. Right, and that's like minded yeah, with you. Like mindedness, right? So be working towards those goals. Make sure you're a good person. Make right. sure you're an honest person. Right. If you want someone who's going to be faithful, make sure you're a faithful person. If you want someone who's going to be loyal, make sure you're a loyal yeah, person. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. If
0: you want someone who's going to be compassionate, make sure you're a compassionate person. Right. Uh, oftentimes we want things right. from others, but we've not worked towards those things ourselves.
1: Right. Do you want your spouse to be someone who's clean? You need to make sure you're <laughs> <I> mean, clean.
0: <laughs> or or financially responsible. Yeah. That's that, right. that's a big one.
1: You don't want them to be a big spender where you don't be a big spender.
0: <laughs> All the studies show that the number one source of marital strife is finances. Yeah. And you know, if you're looking for someone who's who's gonna be good with with money. Then you need to make sure you're responsible with money, right? Uh, be be working towards becoming the things that you want in another person, so you're not a hypocrite, right? So you're not a hypocrite. So I think that one's very, very important. Number three, the third standard: apostolic singles must trust that God is guiding their footsteps. Amen. You've got to trust that. If you have time, look up Romans eight twenty eight. Look up Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Proverbs 16, 9, Psalm 37, 23. All of those will encourage you in this. Now, I don't believe in fate. I believe in faith.
1: Right, amen.
0: We're not trusting in fate. We're not trusting in the stars to align. We're trusting in God. He knows our futures. He leads us. He guides us. If we're following him... He's going to guide us to a good place. Right. Amen. If we're faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to us. And every apostolic, I don't care if they're 18 or 68, has been single at some point and looked around the church and thought, I'm going to die alone. (laughs) I'm going to die alone.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I don't care what That's size right. church it is, you know. Right. I've told this story to young people and here I am, I'm about to turn 40, so I say young people like an old man. <laughs> uh, then you're supposed to say students or whatever now, but uh, I've told lots of groups of of younger people, put it that way, that it doesn't matter your church size. You know, you might be in a small home missions church with yeah. 15 people and and they're everybody's 70 plus and you're the only Young yeah. person in the church, and you might think, My God, there, there's no other apostolics out there for me, you know, <laughs> and you don't have time to go to big conferences and finances to go to big conferences, whatever. And you just think, I'm never going to meet anyone, blah, blah, blah. Well, I can tell you from experience, I remember moving from a home missions church. I grew up in home missions. Dad started a church on the west side of Chicago uh, all the way to my senior year of high school, but my my senior year of high school, we moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. Dad went full-time to be the vice president of Indiana Bible College. So we went to Calvary Tabernacle, a church of, I don't know, 2,000-plus at least. Wow. And a youth group of three or 400 at the time. I don't know what it is now. And I went from a youth group of like 15 people. Mm-hmm. To a youth group of hundreds mm-hmm. and and then a big Bible college went to college, all these people and I there was no one there yeah, there was no one there, so it, it doesn't matter where you are right it doesn't matter where you are right what matters is are you serving God right. are you trusting God right because God will bring a tailor into your life
1: yeah. Or Ryan Anthony,
0: when you think it's impossible, right? And you and it really does. When seem you least impossible.
1: expect it, that's when it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and God will do it in His way in His timing. Uh, if if you if you will trust Him, that's right. And don't don't compromise. Right. Don't lose faith. Don't lose heart. Don't lower your standards. Now, if your standard is that you'll only marry a billionaire, then lower that standard. Right. Okay, we're talking about reasonable. <laughs> but don't standards.
1: just date someone just because they're giving you attention also. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. Because so, the
1: right one might be watching. Right. So.
0: We walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. So trust God, guard your integrity. God will orchestrate your future in ways that you cannot possibly plan. Right. I would have never, ever in a million years been able to plan the way that God led me to Taylor and led Taylor to me. Right, amen. He does everything better than we could do in the long run. And so keep believing that. That's right. It's so important because discouragement will cause you to make bad decisions yeah. if you allow it to linger. Right. You've got to keep the faith right. and, and trust God. All right, number four, speaking of guarding integrity, apostolic singles should create and maintain protective boundaries in their relationship. Now, Taylor and I uh, have a daughter, Julia, who's 15, and now Talmadge is about to be... 13. Yeah, he's about to be 13. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Wow, and Julia's going on 16, so... um,
1: And she's driving, so anyone that wants to do a little extra prayer...
0: Mainly yeah. for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because uh, it doesn't stress me out like it does you. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And
1: I have major anxiety. It
0: flat gives you anxiety, <laughs> but it, it doesn't mean... She's
1: doing a good job, though.
0: I'm tickled to death she's driving. I I hate I to know, drive. right? I really don't like driving. And so uh, the commute to school, I can just get in that passenger seat and just enjoy it.
1: We have this... Um, going over the interstate, this weird, I've never seen how, you know, on 218, Mm -hmm. they have that weird curve, you know, and Julia's never done it. And so the other day I I let her drive and we were on our way to give the dogs a bath. And I was like, listen, this, it's a different road. I mean, you know, you have to really pay attention, you know, and she was like, well, first time for everything. And she did a good job. I was proud of her. (laughs) Yeah, she does do a good job. Anyways.
0: (laughs) Every once in a while, there's a little thing that, what was it that happened the other day? Well, she she pulled out where she really struggles the most, bless her heart, she'll listen to this. But where <laughs> where she struggles the most is when she's pulling into oncoming traffic that's moving fast. She doesn't she wants to pull out slowly, yeah, rather than quickly. Yeah. And you know, that's dangerous because they don't yeah. people don't slow down. They no. expect you to get in yeah. there and get get that's going. That's right.
1: You gotta pay attention to all your surroundings. Yeah, especially
0: in it. Atlanta traffic. I yeah. mean they boom. they're gonna go. Yeah. And uh, or she'll do the opposite. She'll know that she needs to do it quick and she'll like turn into like NASCAR, NASCAR. you know, and it's like
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's no in between. I
1: love it. I love it.
0: But that's just part of it, you know. It it doesn't, really, right. doesn't really bother me that much. So boundaries. Boundaries in your relationship, protective boundaries, uh, because we want to be pure. We want to be sexually pure. We want to be emotionally pure and all of those things. And and so here's just a couple of, these are subcategories here under number four. Uh, I believe that dating couples need to spend time with groups of people. I don't mean you can never be alone, but it's very healthy to spend time with other people. Right. For one thing, you need their feedback.
1: That's right. You need your friends' feedback.
0: You need your friends' feedback, and you need godly friends' feedback. Right. You need your your family's feedback, especially if they're godly. You need uh, ministers in your lives. You need their feedback. Right. Um, people you respect, p- elders, people you look up to, you want their feedback, how you are together, uh, what they think of the other person, what they think of you, and all of that. Uh, It's good to get that feedback. Right. And that can be nerve-wracking. And it's very normal and natural when you're dating someone and you're starting to, I'm going to say falling in love loosely, but becoming enamored or whatever the term is. Maybe it's not love yet, but you're feeling that excitement and all of that. It's very normal to want to just be alone all the time.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Even if you're not doing anything bad, just... Just right. to be alone. And some of that's understandable, but I often see couples, they will get so preoccupied with that that they throw all their friends aside, they throw the ministry aside. Yeah. They they yeah, throw other true. relationships aside. And yeah. that does several things. Number one, it hurts their relationships. Right. And they need those relationships. Right. And secondly, it, it causes them to miss out on getting feedback that they desperately need from other people. Right. So covet that feedback. Look invite that feedback.
2: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Um, absolutely. I, I know that it's nerve wracking. I remember meeting the Thornhills and thinking, My God, <laughs> if uh, the Thornhills <laughs> don't like me, this thing's over. You know, <laughs> it, it it's scary. You know, it's scary. That's right. I know when you first met my family, yes. that was that was, you know, that's terrifying. Oh my goodness. It's it's hard. And... Well, let me tell that story. Okay. <laughs> really
1: quick. The first time that I met Ryan's parents which I love. They're the most amazing people ever. I could not have picked any better in-laws. I'm so, so blessed, but I had multiple things. So, you know, I hadn't flown in in probably since high school. So, you know, (laughs) finally back on a plane and I was so stressed and had to navigate the Atlanta airport, which was just, it was so nerve wracking. And then you know, I come, and I, I, it's kind of like a quick visit. I think I came for three days mm-hmm. because then I was coming back in a couple of weeks and that was when I was uh, meeting Julia in Talmage. Right. And so-
0: Talk about nerve wracking.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, for sure. And so I flew here and the first time I meet his parents- I'm literally staying at their house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, heart. oh my goodness. I think I had fever blisters, I had hops on my face. I mean, it was just oh my goodness. Your suitcase goodness. broke. Yes, my suit. Actually, I think that was with the kids. Oh,
0: okay. Because I, Talmadge
1: still talks about that's my suitcase right. I'm, being broke.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm mixing that story up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, it's nerve wracking, but it's it's important. It has to be done. It's that's right. Uh, okay, second subcategory here: dating couples should always have a plan, uh, something that you're going to do. Starbucks for us it was Starbucks,
1: absolutely all the time. Uh,
0: a lot of it involved food. Yes, that's why I'm on a diet right now. Yes, hey, man, me too. All <laughs> so oh, my our goodness, involved food. Yes, or uh, meeting with people, doing things, going right. going to a conference, going to a, a church right. service. So have a plan because uh, boredom and having too much free time is is dangerous yeah. for two people who are attracted. So. Have a plan, have something that you're that you're planning to do together. Besides, it's fun that way. It's fun to be doing things.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Uh, third subcategory here, singles of all ages must be open and accountable to spiritual authority.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Talk to your pastor. There's nothing more frustrating to a pastor than having someone walk up and say, let me introduce you to my girlfriend or my boyfriend.
2: Right.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Um, That's not appropriate. Right. Um, That's right. Maybe that's old fashioned, but I think that you should get, and maybe you're in a church. I know churches of different sizes. Maybe the senior pastor doesn't expect you to go to them. But if you have a youth pastor, if you have an associate pastor, if you have a minister uh, that works directly with you in some way, that's right. Be accountable to that person. Right. Um, Go to them. Uh, talk to f- your family and their family, a trustworthy, and I really emphasize a trustworthy spiritual mentor. I don't just mean that person that you you know you enjoy talking to who tells you everything you want to hear. Correct. We all have that person in our life who right. tells us what we want to hear. Right. Uh, I'm not talking about that person. Go to someone that you trust to tell you the truth, even if it's hard, right, and uncomfortable. And um, go to that person. Here we go again, really emphasizing this, before right. becoming too emotionally invested in a relationship. Singles who remove this boundary are dodging godly counsel. And the very fact that you might be nervous about the godly counsel you might receive is probably an indicator that subconsciously you know something might not be right. 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 About the relationship. So, if you feel that nervousness, then you probably really extra need to go, yeah, and, for sure. and talk to them and be open to their their input. All right. Uh, what is this? One, two, three, four. Here we go. This is a good one. When dating, singles should ask lots, lots. and lots and lots, lots and lots and lots of questions. Lots and questions. lots and lots and lots and lots. Don't take it for granted that you know what someone believes. Just because they show up to church and warm a pew. Right. Uh, Ask silly questions. My goodness, how many billions of questions did we ask before we ever even talked on the phone or met? Oh, my goodness. Just online, just ask lots of questions. And uh, you don't know what someone thinks about money until you talk to them about money. Right. You don't know what someone thinks about. Holiness until you talk to him about holiness.
1: Read a bunch of books.
0: Read books together. I mean, once
1: you're dating, of course, you know.
0: Uh, you know, spend time thinking of questions to ask. You know, write questions down. Ask family questions. Ask all hey, kinds of and if you don't know,
1: write us on social media. I probably have... Questions saved somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we'll help <laughs> Obvious, you ask questions. We have lots. So
0: <laughs> ask lots of questions <laughs> at everything you can think of. That's right. And even the things you can't think of, just ask those questions yeah. because the answers matter. Yeah. Don't take it for granted that you know what someone thinks or believes. And we're not just talking about. Spiritual questions or, or yeah,
1: just yeah, practical
0: practical questions. Right. How many kids do you want to have? Right. You know what? What do you want to do with your life? What is your is if they have a job? Uh, if they don't have a job, then you need to not date them. But if, okay. <laughs> if they, but, right, but you know the job they currently have right. Uh, ask is this what you want to do for is the rest your of your life? Plan? Is this your long? What are your long term goals? You know, are you living where you want to live?
1: Right. Is this where you want to
0: stay? You know. Ask How many them,
1: times do you wash your clothes a week? Right. Or brush do you, your teeth. Do
0: you wash your clothes? Do How you often do you brush your teeth? Clothes. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much.
0: You know, ask those questions, you know. And, uh,
1: I mean, is it Coke or is it Dr. Pepper? Is, yeah.
0: Is it Coke or Pepsi? Mean, if it's Pepsi, yeah. break up with them Pepsi. immediately. <laughs> just be like, Whoom, this right. is a true story. Yes, Taylor and I really did bond <laughs> over our shared love for Coke zero and diet Dr. Pepper. That yes, was like a sure. big deal. It was like, yes. you know, I know that doesn't sound spiritual, but little things hey, it's like a big that, deal. little things like that yeah. can really, they can draw you closer, push right. you apart. And so, So ask those questions and it's fun to do it too. It is. It's It's fun to do it until, you know, you get the wrong answer. And then then they're gone. (laughs) Now, now listen, it doesn't mean Taylor and I had things that we were not. uh, And even now have things that we're not exactly alike on. Yeah, for sure. Um, But you need to make sure that the the things that would be deal breakers are asked and talked through. That's right. Thought through and um, find out, find out uh, things about their past. Right. The past matters. Right. Find out things about the past, and uh, you need to know those things. Right. The past... You know, a lot
1: of the books. You know, we. I mean, we read. I mean, dozens of books together. A lot of books. Yeah. You know, a lot of the books will help you navigate those things.
0: And when we say together, just to clarify for people listening. It doesn't mean that we were in the same room reading the book together. Oh yeah,
1: it was just on the phone. Usually, it was on the phone.
0: Or some, and sometimes we would just read chapters mm-hmm. separately on our. like and
1: talk about it later. And then talk whatever. about it later, or even just text about it or something, anything right. like that. uh-huh, Yeah. But you should be reading books together. You should be getting advice from other people. You should be talking about it.
0: Marriage books specifically, is, right? Or relationship right. books, right. yeah. And, and the we have Bible. a lot of them. So and if the
1: Bible. you, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, we did a whole extensive thing on. Um, On alcohol, which I know you're working on that deal, but we went through a whole thing about alcohol. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We sure did. We did a whole thing on divorce and remarriage, a whole Bible study. And uh, if you have a particular, maybe you have a unique conviction, Yeah, you need to be Open about that conviction and and talk through it together and see right. see where you stand on right. those things.
1: And if there's a question, you know about the conviction, you know, pull your pastor in and ask him. You know,
0: that's right. That's right. Get get good counsel. Right. I can't stress this one enough. You've got to ask so many questions. Right. And if the if the person that you're talking to is weird about answering questions, well, if they're evasive, that's a problem.
1: Right. And two, that could possibly be that maybe they um, struggle at being a communicator. Sure. But you you have to work that out in the beginning.
0: Yeah, because if they struggle now to be a communicator... I mean, yeah. It's going to get worse when you're married. That's right. Because what tends to happen in marriage is that...
1: We have our best foot forward. <laughs> in dating,
0: yeah. yeah. Our best foot forward is when we're dating, and then in marriage, it... it, it Our our problems become more problematic. Right. And our good things become less good. Right. If we're not careful. And of course, we strive to to try to keep that from happening. Right. But in the natural course of life, that's just how it goes. I remember
1: one of the books, marriage books we've read, it was like, you know, name two things that, you know, probably you're going to change when you get married that, you know, you're doing right now to. To, to be the best. you
0: remember that? Right. I know. That's
1: so funny. I was like, uh, fixing my hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was probably like brushing my teeth no, more than once stop. a day. No, uh, stop. So here's a good one. I think this one is so important. When dating, watch how they respond in church services. Yeah, absolutely. Go to lots of church services together and pay attention to their worship.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Pay attention. Do they go to the altar or not? Right. What do they do? Do they just stand in the altar like a bump on a log? Right. You know, uh, do they know how to worship? Do they, do they, and I, listen, I know not everyone's an aisle runner. Not everyone's a screamer. Not everyone's right. a jumper. Yeah, I get that. that. Yeah. It, it, I'm not saying that they have to worship just like you or just like so and so. Right. But, but you you'll be able to tell. If they have a spiritual bone in their body, right, and if they don't, that's a problem. Yeah, you need I mean, to if there's kn- a
1: deep move of the spirit, and you're bawling your eyes out, and you happen to finally get up and get a tissue, and you look behind you, and they're just standing there,
0: or they're on their phone, right, or they're talking to somebody yeah, about, they got go, then something, something's right. wrong. That's right, and and you need to know that in advance. Don't mm-hmm. ignore those warning signs.
1: Yeah, it's not going to change when you get married. No,
0: that's not going to get better, and you need someone who will share the the as we said not just your theology right but your living for god yes. your actual living for god and listen it's it's never more apparent than in church right. of course we have to live for god outside <laughs> right. of church but if you can't live for god in church right right and you're <laughs> you, you're, going, you're not going to be living for god no. when you're not in church
1: no not at all
0: so pay i attention.
1: think our uh, our first church service together was PEAK, right? PEAK you Conference? I think so,
0: yeah. We went to PEAK uh, in... Um, in Tulsa. In Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, it was outstanding.
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: So, so pay attention to that. Uh, and finally, on this little subcategory list, stay modest even when you're not together. So the reason, of course, we know you should stay modest when you're together, but, uh, and this might be geared, well, I guess all ages, but young people, especially, very young teenagers and uh seem to have more of this technological savvy yeah. and uh one thing i know that youth pa- i hear from youth pastors a lot as well you know they're they're texting or whatever or facetiming or whatever the things are now mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're in their pajamas well don't do that even when you're not together you need to stay uh, stay modest and by modest i don't just mean You know where you're covered, but you know, listen, if if you're if you're wearing uh, if a lady is wearing, I know that um, Taylor has a conviction against women wearing uh, pajama pants. Yeah, and uh, I've I did not used to have that conviction. This is one of the things we actually talked about. Yeah,
1: for
2: sure.
0: I used to not share that conviction. I used to let Julia wear uh, pajama pants at home, and. And then I, after talking to Taylor, I started realizing, okay, that's not, that's not healthy. Why would we yeah. do that at home when we wouldn't do that out? Right. So, you know, maybe a young lady is facing in pajama pants with, no, don't do that. that right. Just because you're covered doesn't mean you're modest. Right. So uh, you, need to be, you need to be maintaining godliness uh, in every area. All right, number five. And this is number five in our overall standards. Don't date someone who isn't marriage material. Right. Even if they're apostolic. Right. Even if they're, even if they love the Lord and all of those good things. But never date just to date. Right. I've received a lot of pushback on this. Yeah. This exact point. And a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I still stand by it because I believe that dating is not a game. Right. It's not just a way to kill time. Right. It's not a temporary fix for loneliness. Yeah. Um, don't date just because you're lonely. Don't just date someone because they're there.
2: Correct. That's right.
0: And you might say, well, I know I'm not going to marry him, but we're just spending time together.
1: Yeah. But you can't do that because, you know, that's involving emotions and feelings. And what if that, you know, what if you are dating someone and you're like, well, I'm not going to marry them? You know, you probably didn't tell them that, of course, but, <laughs> right. you know, maybe you're dating someone. And you have zero intentions of marrying them. But what if, what if they do? You know, what if they really like you? You know, it's not fair to drag someone along like that, right? If you don't think it's that unkind, yeah, it's very unkind. If you do not feel like you will marry them, you need to let them know. Cut it off. You know, you're no longer friends anymore. You've already passed that line, and that's a good thing to talk about too. Is, you know, it, and maybe we can talk about that. You know, let's say, you know, you, you do date someone, you know, and then you realize they're not the one, but maybe they, re- the other person really liked you,
0: right? you know? So mm-hmm.
1: after you break that off and you need to, then there's no more connecting at that point.
0: At least not, you can't, you can't break up with someone and then still talk to them every day.
1: Like it's
2: right.
0: We're not advocating that you become unkind to Correct. that person or mean, right. or that you can't be nice That's to right. them talk to them at church or whatever, right. but you cannot go on. You can't say, oh, we're, we're breaking up, but we still go out but together still all the time. I mean, we still 7. talk 24 seven and we still yeah. share all of our hopes right. and dreams because that is dating. <laughs> right. And so, and that's you, just,
1: that's just, you know, that's just stringing along the other person. And it's, it's like you said, it's unkind and it's just, it's not fair.
0: And another thing is that when you're dating just to date, you might think it's not hurting anyone but think about this for a moment. What if the right person does come along, but they see you dating?
1: Right, this person who you have zero intentions of marrying,
0: and then and so you miss you miss out. Yeah, on that's an exactly opportunity right. Because you were dating just to date, and uh, a good person isn't going to try to you know break up a relationship right. or, or right. jump in and be pushing that kind of setting, and so they're just going to move on. They might completely write you off. Yeah. And just never, never think about that again. Where if you would have not been in this unhealthy relationship, and they may again, not that they were a bad person that you were dating, That's they can right. be, they could be a, and maybe this title isn't the maybe marriage material isn't the right wording because maybe they are marriage material for the for someone else, but Correct. not For you, right? And so you need to make sure you once you know this is my general rule. The moment you know, I would not marry this person. Yeah. That's the moment you cut that relationship off.
1: Right. I mean, listen, if you're dating someone and, and they are called to be a missionary in Africa and you um, feel called to be in, you know, Georgia, <laughs> it's, probably, <laughs> right.
0: it's probably not going to work. Right. That, so that's a great example <laughs> I mean, that's just normal, you know? You, you might be dating someone who's a wonderful, godly person, but you don't share their calling. Right. And maybe you, you
1: don't feel called to ministry, but they do feel called to be, yeah, a, you know, a yeah, pastor, or an yeah, evangelist.
0: Yeah, or or vice versa. Maybe yeah. maybe they don't feel called to ministry, but they're a great right. child of God. But right. you know that you have a calling to ministry. Yes.
1: yes. Well, listen, it'd be a it's it's it would be it will be a struggle if you were called to ministry to be an evangelist, a pastor, and. And then you're dating someone who has zero interest in being in the ministry,
0: right? And you might it's think gonna be a problem. Oh well, I can I can pull them in. You know, they, yeah. You maybe won't. you think you see the calling that they don't see. You, no, it doesn't work that way. You don't get to see someone else's calling for them. Correct. They, God will call them. That's right. He's not going to call them through you. Right. So break that relationship off. And I know that can be painful because you might care for them.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. You
0: might really like them. Yeah. At a certain level, you might even feel like you love them. But if you know you're not going to marry them, it's not God's will, it's not going to work, then that's the moment you break it off. Yeah. That's best for them, and, and it's, it's, best, it's best for you. That's right. And let me give you a quick definition of what I think dating is. Dating is two people— this sounds, this sounds a little clinical, but <laughs> dating is two people, male and female, got to clarify that these yeah, days. Yeah, I know. Two people evaluating whether or not they are compatible and capable of truly loving one another and serving God together for a lifetime. Right. So that's what dating is. So the moment you realize you're not compatible, you're not capable of, of doing this together for a lifetime... Even if they're a wonderful person, that's the moment you you break it up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and that brings us to our last dating standard for apostolic singles. I think this one is incredibly important. Know your worth.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Know your value. You are incredibly valuable. Right. Don't let anyone or anything convince you that you're not. And in a culture of casual sex and careless relationships, apostolic singles are set apart by God for better things. Right. You're Amen. set apart. God God has designed you to have a fulfilling, happy, joyful marriage, serving the Lord and working in the kingdom of God together right. in some capacity, whatever right. it is. And marriage is by far the most life impacting decision a person will ever make. There's nothing that will affect your life more than who you marry. Right. So be prayerful. And I don't just say that casually, I really mean that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Be prayerful, be accountable, be faithful, be prepared. So be preparing yourself. Right. Let me give you an example of what being prepared for marriage looks like. If you are racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, right? Okay. It's going to take a very unique person who's going to want to walk into that with you.
1: Right. Which is why you have to ask the questions like, how much debt do you have?
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Make
1: sure you're asking that. You
0: know, be prepared. Make sure you're prepared. Yeah, for sure. Make decisions with marriage in mind. Especially if you have a call to ministry of some kind, you know, be preparing yourself for that. Seek wisdom. Now, I know that we all have good friends who maybe don't always give us the wisest advice, and that doesn't mean they aren't good friends, but those aren't the people I'm talking about. You can still love them and have a good time with them, but find people, find the boring person, (laughs) you know, find the boring person, the blunt person who will tell you the truth. Seek that wisdom. Know that God cares about your happiness. Yeah,
1: he sure does. He
0: does. Know that God is in complete control of your future, not just your right now. Part of faith is having faith for the future. That's right. Not just faith for the moment. Right. And let the Lord lead you. And if you struggle with your self-worth, and many people do, they many people are listening to this right now and they're thinking, well, all of that's good, but I'm not I'm not really I may have to settle because I'm not that valuable. No, no one no one truly incredible would value me enough. That's a lie from hell. That's right. You need to rebuke that lie That's right out of your life. Someone right. or something convinced you of that. Right. And it's not true. That's right. Rebuke that lie. God has a good person, a loving person, a compatible person that he is preparing for you right now. And I really mean that. He is preparing that person for you. That's right. And he is preparing you for them. So know that you're valuable. Know that you're a child of God. Amen. Just being a child of God makes you royalty. Mm -hmm. And walk in that royalty. I'm not talking about arrogance or pride. Right. But I am talking about a healthy sense of who you are in God. Right. A healthy sense that you are a valuable person that God cares about and you are worthy of love, you're worthy of happiness, you're yeah. worthy of joy, yeah. you're worthy of a good future, you're worthy of having a marriage where you will both love God together. You're worthy of Amen. that, even if you've never seen that modeled in your own family.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Maybe maybe your father or your mother or both of your parents didn't instill a sense of, of your self-worth inside of you. Yeah. And that's tragic. That's heartbreaking. That's not what God intends for parents to do. But God is your heavenly father. Amen. He gives you the worth. That's right. He gives, regardless of what anyone else, maybe you've been in a marriage that fell apart because someone did not value you. And right. so now you struggle with your own self-worth. Yeah. Just know those lies, those manipulations, all of that, that was designed to destroy you, that came from hell. That didn't come from God. That's right. And God wants to reinstall self-worth inside of you so that you can move forward in a healthy way. Amen. You want to add anything to that, sweetheart? No,
1: that was amazing. and so true.
0: Because we all do struggle with our insecurities, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, those insecurities, if you don't start working on them now, your insecurities don't go away when you're married.
1: No, they magnify.
0: They magnify. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get this. They really think that, well, somehow you know, I'll get married and now all of my insecurity, right. marriage will fix my insecurities. Right. Well, that's not true. not true. Just two people bringing both of their insecurities into a marriage. Right. Now what you have is the even more complicated process yeah. of helping one another. Not only are you trying to fix your insecurities, you're trying to help your spouse with their insecurities. Right. You want to talk about complicated. Yeah, for sure. So so start addressing your insecurities now. Right. Start working on those now. That's right. Because they're just going to be magnified. Uh, if you have trouble handling finances now, it's not going to magically go away when you get married.
1: No, not at all.
0: Uh, if you have struggles uh, serving God now, that's not going to magically be fixed when you get right. married. You're going to have that so... So work on those things now right
1: that's right that's so good I think
0: that's I think that's the best advice that we could give so yep amen uh, anything you want to add sweetheart nope that was awesome all right well we covered a lot of ground here thank you for listening if you want more go to RyanAFrench.com and look for six dating standards for apostolic singles yep. yeah. RELEARNING LOVE, A POEM BY RYAN FRENCH I've had to learn, not every love comes with an expiration date. Not every heart comes filled with unrecognized rage. Not every kind word hides secrets full of hate. And fate does not control what God creates. If he is love, then love is good regardless of the pain. Perhaps the good is better once the hurt has filled our veins. Maybe love is worth more than we can explain. God gave us hearts that break and grace to put them back together again. I'm relearning love, and it's better than it was, because love is more than fairy tales and pretty songs, beating hearts, simple thoughts. It's bigger than castles and kingdoms, demons and dreamers, roses and poems and old dusty speeches. It's stronger than iron, colder than frozen glass, and burns like the summer sun. It's laughter and tears, turmoil and fear, It's incredibly happy and unbelievably sad. It's anger and madness. It's faithful and kind when things are bad. It's tough in the struggle, a light in the dark, a whisper in the wind, a hand holding tight when the worst possible news steals your breath and holds it like a vice. Love forgets to remember and remembers to forgive when it does. That's the paradox of love. It confronts and contends without controlling or pretending. It speaks up, but never down. But most of all, it casts out fear. It just throws it out. It wrestles and fights and grabs it tight, sometimes from morning to night until finally perfect light. Suddenly, with flashes of godly light, love shines so bright. All traces of darkness vanish beneath its might. Finally, fear is forced back to hell from whence it came.